Hey, yo, JB. What's going on, Dan the Man? You can't be serious. And welcome to another episode of You Can't Be Serious. I'm JB, and with me, as always, is... Dan the Man. What's good, my people? Good to good to be back recording with my man JB, man. We got a lot in store for y'all today, man. We got a lot in store. Bunch has been going on in the, the sports world, man. We got boxing. That's the first time boxing the show. We got hockey. We got Kobe Bryant news, man. NBA news, NFL news. Actually got a, a special surprise. Yeah, and honestly, I was worried. I was worried that this would be the time when like we didn't have a whole lot to talk about. Yeah. But I feel like we're at like as busy, if not busier than ever. Bro, stuff just keeps happening, bro. And that's the, the best thing about sports. It's the realest reality TV that you can get, man. I None know. of that throwing drinks in the face. Nah, sports is here. It's happening live, bro. And speaking of these real stories, so let's start off with hockey. Okay, oh, yeah. so we had this, like, this is like this crazy feel-good moment. So it was the Carolina Hurricanes, uh, that's the team out in Raleigh, uh, they went to Toronto to play the Maple Leafs. Goalie gets injured. Backup goalie steps it up and gets injured. <sighs> they only carry two goalies. That's how hockey teams are, only two goalies. So what they usually do is uh, the home team has an emergency goalie, which is just some scrub off the street. But they said, you know what? No, no, no. This is the this is the way team. This is the team we're trying to beat. We're gonna give them the Zamboni driver, the guy who drives the machine that keeps the ice the ice nice and fresh. Uh-huh. This guy comes out, saves eight out of ten goals, and <laughs> the Hurricane wins. <laughs> Somebody signed that man. I've never heard any. I didn't even know they could do that in hockey. Just get some random guy off the street and have him actually suit up and play. But the fact that he saved eight out of ten, like. Somebody signed this guy. Raleigh needs to erect a statue to this man. Honestly, right outside the stadium. They, they need to do it. Because they, they definitely got lucky just picking him to do it. Bro. I, I've never heard of that in my life, man. Ever. So that's just like one of those awesome stories that I wanted to mention. Um, yeah. Hurricane. Shout out to him. What's his yeah. name? We got his name right Uh, You know what? I do not oh, have man, his name. Cool, but bro. But shout out to you, man. He Whatever is Mr. Zamboni. <laughs> Mr. Zamboni. <laughs> shout out to you. Canada's finest right there. But so we had another big yeah. event happen that we don't typically talk about. Ooh. We had a big boxing match. Exactly, bro. We had like the biggest boxing, well, biggest heavyweight match since like, Holyfield and Tyson, man, it was, it was the second meeting between uh Tyson Fury and Deontay Wilder, bro, craziness, man. I'm gonna tell you, so I've never really gotten into boxing. I started getting into it uh, a few years back. Mm-hmm. I tried to, uh, and this was when it was the heyday of Mayweather and Pacquiao. Yeah. And they never got that fight together until Pacquiao like, was oh, past his yeah. prime, and that really turned me off to boxing. Uh, so I'm glad to hear that we had this big fight, and obviously, you know, I did. I went back and I watched it, and it was it was a good fight. Yeah, it was. It was a really. Good um, fight. But I have never heard of these guys yeah. <laughs> until <laughs> until yesterday. I think no, it was more like three days ago. I uh-huh. think is when I first heard about this. See, well, the thing about um, Deontay Wilder, he's like the up and coming like best heavyweight at the time of the fight. Like him and Fury fought once and ended in a draw, controversial draw at that, but. Wilder's record was 44-0 and 1 because of that draw with 43 knockouts. 
So all of his wow. fights usually end in knockouts. There's a high knockout percentage. And Tyson Fury, he's undefeated. I think he has a lot less fights. I think he was like 30-0 and in one. So, um... Can we just mention for a minute how awesome those two last names are for a boxing match? Wilder and Fury. I mean, <laughs> is it is it just pure wildness that's going to win, or is yeah. it going to be the anger? The anger and and yeah, it was it was the anger. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, Fury came out and just outboxed Wilder like it was nothing, bro. Wilder came out looking sluggish. I mean, he just like the basically the whole time during the fight because since he's known for knocking people out, he was just throwing haymakers the whole time and, and couldn't connect. And and Tyson Fury just just pieced him up, bro. And the thing I like the most is because I do kind of like the human side of these stories sometimes. Yeah. Is I just want to kind of tell you some of these things that he's overcome. Lay it on. Drug problems. He lost a child. He battled mental illness, had a drinking problem, and battled with obesity. All of that to come back. And then he said, and I think it was 2016, he tweeted out that this was his dream match. He wanted to, he wanted to take on Wilder, and he did, and he was ready. Came out and got it done. The only weird part about this fight, bro, I don't know if you saw it when you were watching the highlights, but I don't know what in the world possessed Tyson Fury to do this, but he licked the blood off of Deontay Wilder's That's neck. Nasty. Like I guess he wanted it was some type of intimidation factor, but I was like, bro, nah, you you taking it too far? That's right? how those blokes across the pond <laughs> are. They're just weird. Now let me ask you a question, though. Yep. So, again, not. Not big on all the technicality rules on this. How was that a TKO? Now, usually, like how TKOs work is basically if you if the fighter can't protect themselves or something like that. But it was actually his corner when you wave the white towel, like when your corner waves the white towel. That's basically them surrendering, and it was a TKO oh. that way. So okay, it, so because even though like Wilder, he seemed pretty pissed off. He about was heated. That. He came back to his corner like, "Why y'all do that? Why y'all do that?" But. They just, he was getting his tail beat, bro. Yeah, okay. I get that. I guess I just, when I was watching, I didn't see that flag. Yeah. Uh, there, that towel getting waved. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, but it was still a good fight. Um, they actually had a 30-day clause for a rematch um, in the contract, and I seen it on Instagram today that Wilder is definitely uh, accepting that rematch. So it's going to be a part three coming oh. soon. Oh, nice. That would yeah, be awesome. That would be awesome. Okay, so let's move on to something a little bit more somber. Um, so we had the the public funeral for Kobe uh, today, yeah, which is uh, the twenty fourth. His actual funeral was on the seventh, but this was the one for the public. Mm-hmm. Beyonce performed, current, former, you know, NBA Bro. stars, all sorts of celebrities. Jimmy man. Kimmel was kind of like the announcer oh. guy. It was just, it was a group effort. Yeah, man. It really was. And it was like a time where we really got to see what he meant to the city. Yeah. And like, bro, it's just like watching it, it just felt like it happened all over again. I just felt the sadness. And then like Beyonce performed and then his wife spoke. And like everything she said just just gave me chills. Like, I was just like, man, I don't see how she's getting through any of this. But like, bro, I don't know. I just hate that it. That it happened, bro. It just reopened old wounds. Like, everybody was kind of yeah. healing from it. And the fact that, like, see the funeral happening and everything, it was just, it was crazy. But you know what? It was it was really well done. I mean, from everything I've heard, like, 
it was just nothing but outpouring of love. Yeah, there was dude. no foolishness, no nonsense going on. Yeah, exactly. It was just friends giving stories. I heard, and this is why this is one thing I heard, and I can't remember who said it, but one of Kobe's close friends was at church um, when it happened, mm-hmm. and he said that you know right before he got on the helicopter, Kobe, uh, he had texted, you know, his friend this guy. And he, Lika, yeah, yeah and he was trying to he was trying to set up an agent so that a friend of his daughter can get an internship, yeah. you know, with like some baseball club, and that's just like that shows you like he was giving out, he was trying to do things for other people until the very end. Yeah, and like that's just like if you're gonna go out, go out trying to make the world a better place. Yeah, that's man. how you gotta do it. And the thing is, it was so many great people speaking at it, man. We had. We had Shaq talk, man. He, you know, of course, Shaq's going to be funny. He kept the yeah. crowd laughing. Then we have Mike, Michael Jordan, bro. The guy who literally does not make any public appearances. Yeah. He made a he had a good speech for Kobe, man. So it was just like, it was good to see it. That was. And, and I, I like seeing Jordan really kind of be vulnerable yeah, like he was. Because he's usually just that. very, very guarded. He's a very guarded person. I would have expected that kind of speech during the private funeral, yeah. but seeing that for the public one, it, it really it meant a lot to all of us basketball fans. Yeah, it really did. And bro, I was reading, I was actually reading uh, ESPN today, and they dropped an article. It gave you, it gives us like a, a crazy insight on the plane ride of the Lakers when it, it happened because they had they found out while they were in the air and they had two more hours to oh. um, before they landed. So it was wow. just like. Um, the coach Frank Vogel, he he's seen it. It popped up on his phone, and he just spread the word. And then just like the paint, the plane just was silent. It was just like a crushing silence. Everybody was crying. I mean, some people they said Quinn Cook spent hours in the bathroom just like by himself. Man, it was just crazy. You guys should read that article. I think I think it's called the yeah, it's called the longest flight in Laker history, bro. It's, it's a really good article, bro. Wow. Okay, yeah, I'm gonna check that out. And that's just I remember Dwight Howard kind of had that that little sound clip from the day before talking about how we need to respect, you know, these yeah. legends while they're still here. And that ended up being a prophecy. It's just, it's just crazy, it, so much around this is just, it, it almost seems too weird to be yeah. real, but yet here we are. But I mean, let's move on to something a, a little bit more on the sweet yeah, side here. Of respecting legends, you know, yeah. yeah uh, Dwayne Wade had his, his Jersey retired. With yeah, the heat, it, it's well deserved. I I'm glad that they're not really waiting around now. I think in the wake yeah. of this, that's something we're gonna see. We're gonna see these things happen quicker and quicker. Um, so obviously, I don't think there's any doubt in anyone's mind. It's well deserved. Yeah. He's the greatest <sighs> member of the Heat in their franchise Most history. Definitely. Uh, so what do you think about what legacy did he leave? Bro, like first of all, it was just good to see his jersey get get hung up there. I actually yeah. watched his speech and he just shouted out all his teammates. He shouted out uh, his wife Gabrielle Union. He shouted out his kids. It was dope, man. I feel like D Wade is easily easily the third best shooting guard in NBA history because of course you got Michael Jordan, then you got Kobe, and then like it's D Wade. He has uh, actually I'm gonna read off some of his accolades, man. He's a 13-time NBA All-Star. He has three championships. He has one Finals MVP, eight-time All-NBA, and three-time All-Defense. Like, 
And one thing I do want to also point out with those championships is people always try to talk about how LeBron won those. That first one was one with himself, the ghost of Shaq. Yeah, this was a and Birdman. Exactly, like Shaq was not the Shaq that we all knew and loved on that Heat team. That's why Wade won that uh, Finals MVP. And the thing that really gets me is. How much better of a player would he have been if it wasn't for all those injuries? Yeah, bro. That really derailed his career. He was already great, but he just, like, he did have some injuries that, like, would sideline him for a while. Like, I mean, I think he would have given LeBron a run for his money for the greatest in that draft class if it wasn't for injuries. Not saying he would be, but I think it it would be a conversation. Yeah, that was a If it wasn't for those injuries. And that's, it's such a shame, but... He had a great career, and I love that this happened when it did because uh-huh. there's all this talk of people on the internet hating on his family right yeah, now. Because of, I, I want to go bro. into it just because of the, the whole gender yeah. thing with his child, I, you know, just people should just mind their business. Yeah, let let him take care of his family the way he is. They're all they're all well fed. That yeah. you know they have a roof over their head. So you know, let's just give him the respect that he deserves. Give his family exactly, the privacy they deserve. Exactly. Uh, so. We're get we're back in action. We're in full swing. Let's, I mean, let's talk about some of this MVP debate. Yeah, huh? man, this is it's this is gonna be a close race. I want to know who you got, bro. Who you got? Because I'm pretty sure I know who you got. And I think we have like opposite takes on it. I don't think you do know. I think because I, do. I think that if you surpass Kobe Bryant. In the year he passes. Oh, wow. And if you... Because at this point right now, he's kind of leading the whole city. Yeah. So, I mean, he is the MVP on and off the court right now. Oh, my man, JB. I I mean, listen. Listen. I Obviously, I love... Giannis. Yeah. I love him. This is that's my dude. Uh-huh. I would definitely go and, you know, get a beer with him, but yeah. <laughs> I'm just I can't give him the trophy this year. True. I mean, it, it, we still have a lot like to go. That, we still have a lot to go with the season. Things could change, but as of right now, the importance of LeBron on and off the court, what he's done his whole career and that he has he has his team a young team primed to be the number one seed in the Western Sad, Conference, man. which is by far the stronger conference, mm-hmm. he deserves the MVP. Yes, sir, man. I 100% agree with you. I really came into this show thinking that you were going to pick Giannis. And I wouldn't have been mad at you because Giannis is balling this year. The only thing I feel about Giannis is just like he just has to prove that he can do it in the playoffs. Like He, got, he has to get out of the second round, bro. That's the thing that's killing me about him. And to see him get shut down by Kawhi last year, I was like, nah, I got to see you one more time in the playoffs to give you that MVP. Yeah, and and I, I hate to kind of like judge someone based on playoff performance for a regular season yeah. award, but it is that that's the monkey on his back right now. Mm-hmm. Um, it, and I think he's I think he's gonna get rid of that this year. I think yeah, he is gonna make so. the Eastern Conference Finals this year. Um, but yeah, but but, shout out to LeBron, bro. Like he literally uplifts every player around him. Like they play to a, a better level than they were. And like when he leaves the team, they get worse. Like when he left Cleveland the first time, they fall and get the number one pick. Then when he left Miami, they came became a subpar team. Then he went to Cleveland, built them back up, and then left again. And now Cleveland is just trash again. So it's just like. 
the impact he has, bro, is crazy. Yeah, and we haven't even mentioned, or we're not. I mean, we're not gonna go into it, but with the whole coaching situation over there yeah, now, man. it's crazy. We'll go into that uh, in a later date, but um, yeah, Giannis, he just needs to. He needs to put a full season together exactly. and cap it off right. You can't have your team disappear during the playoffs. Yeah. Um, but let's move on. There's somebody else who has disappeared. Oh, man. I feel bad for him, man. Kyrie is out for the season. I, and I, I feel bad that he's injured, but I actually like this for the Nets. Yeah. Because go into full tank mode because Durant's out for the year. Uh-huh. Don't even worry about that playoff spot. Go into full tank mode. Get the best draft pick you can. There's some good free agents coming out this offseason. Come back next season with a healthy Kyrie, a healthy Kevin Durant. By the way, quick side note, KD is looking good right now. I've seen this. Like, he posts workout videos every now and again. He's moving around on his leg, and he's shooting. Of course, it's cash. But, yeah, man, shout out to KD. He's coming back. Yeah, and so once you have these guys healthy, once you got another first-round draft pick under your belt— you can even get a top 10 possibly like i mean and then with whatever free agents you're able to convince a sign over in brooklyn who yeah. people want to go to brooklyn exactly that's, now, that's why i think it's so important for lebron to win a championship this year because it's going to be so much harder with the warriors coming back and then with katie and Kyrie yeah. coming he has to get it done yeah and I mean, I'm already excited for the next NBA season. Oh, no, honestly, I I have I have such a bad habit of, of continuously just like looking too far in the future. <laughs> but I love it. I, I'm so yeah, excited. Bro. We still have to get through this season, though. And there's a lot of great games left to be played. Yeah. So moving over to the NFL now, we have a CBA that has been proposed because the deal runs out, and. There's a lot of argument now with the players because the owners have approved it. It's now going to the player union for them to whether, to whether they want to approve it, deny it, or just tweak it. So this is right now, this is what we have. So first off, uh, Roger Goodell will only be head over game matters uh, when it comes to disciplinary actions. All off the field stuff is going to go to a neutral arbitrator. About time. Yes. Uh, then we have for all THC violations, so everything with like people that smoke weed, mm-hmm. that is going still going to be a fine, but no longer would it be any kind of in-game suspension. Yeah. Which is cool. Which That's is cool. fantastic. Uh, we have a 17-game schedule now. With a three-game preseason. How do you feel about that? I don't like it. I understand why they do it, because it's all about money. But I don't like it. We can hardly keep these players healthy as it is for a 60-game schedule. But the next thing, when it comes to the in-game schedule that I absolutely love, is a seven-team playoff system. With only one team getting a first round bye. Yeah. I love that. It makes winning your conference way more special. Yeah. And it gives us one extra game during wild card weekend, which is always madness. I love yeah. wild card weekend. Exactly. That's when the upsets happen. It's one of the greatest weeks in all of football. And so this is another thing I really like is the fifth year option for rookies is going to be uh, fully guaranteed based on production, not draft position. So it's going to be about the players, what they've actually done on the field, 
not necessarily where they've been drafted. So if you're, you know, 29th pick, you can make more money than the first pick if it was a bus QB, you yeah. know. I like that a lot. Jamarcus Russell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and Tim Couch. <laughs> no, so and then uh, one more, more thing, small, but I like it. Uh, they'll add a third player that you could take off injured reserve during the season. The more those that they get, the better. Yeah, I, I want, good. I you know, the whole injured reserve, not allowing them back on, I don't like that. As long as they're not going up, coming back too early, it's okay. Um, so overall, what do you think of the proposal? What do you like? What don't you like? Uh, well, of course, I love the the THC thing, the cannabis, because we they they force feed these players opioids and and drugs that's bad for their health when they can just go roll up a joint and feel better and like recover and everything like that. It's like. What would you rather have your players dying when they're older from or being addicted to these drugs when they're older or just like them smoking a quick blunt and, and there's good. so much more research now on the medicinal uses for this and exactly. you know we see all these places pop up with you know all these um, pills and, yeah. and lotions and like all this different stuff that's supposed to help your joints help yeah. your muscles like and i feel like some people are just stuck in the recreation of it like it literally helps people medically so I, i'm definitely for that part yeah 17 game season no not at all bro i feel like it's set up so perfect right now the way it is that like well, we get four games in October, four games November, four games December. Or no, four games September, October, November, December. Got the playoffs in January. Super Bowl is the first week in February. It's set up perfectly. When you add one week, it's just gonna just gonna mess it up, man. Yeah, and when you cut out that that fourth preseason game, even though the preseason seems so long. You're taking away a chance for some of these guys that aren't going to make the to team make the to team. make some money. Exactly, man. Just like, and it's it's kind of cool, like, because I I keep up with uh, the preseason because it's good to see people who play yeah. who literally get no burn in the regular season. So to see these rookies come out and then, especially with hard knocks, like, so we cutting hard knocks, we cutting that, cutting the episode off of hard knocks. How man? dare they? I'm saying, did they <laughs> even have have they announced a team yet for hard? No, knocks? not yet. Okay. No, I think they announced that near the draft. Um, Hopefully somebody good gets it. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the proposal as it is. Uh, right now, the players are pre- are split. Uh, they're going to have a vote sometime this week uh, unless they push it back. It was originally supposed to be Friday. They pushed it back once already. So we'll see what they do. I have a feeling that they're not going to accept it as is. They shouldn't. Um, but I don't think they're going to throw the whole thing out. There is a lot to work with. Yeah, you know what they should negotiate? First of all, I wish that some of the play, all of the players would have stayed quiet and they came out as all one voice because for them to be split, I don't like They're that. already arguing on Twitter. Exactly. I'm like, bro, chill out. But I feel like they should definitely uh, negotiate fully guaranteed contracts. They're the only sport yeah. that don't do that. Yeah, no, yeah. I definitely agree. Um, and... I just I think I I don't know if I've sat in here before, but I've said before I love Richard Sherman. Yeah, he went on Twitter oh, yeah. and he just said, "Guys, talk to your union oh, reps. I'm telling you, man. that's what you got to do." Stop. Yeah, stop talking to Twitter, man. Stop talking right, to millions right. of followers. JJ Watt, <laughs> shut up. Jamal Adams, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> okay, but moving on to some more fun stuff. Yeah. My favorite time of year. It is officially mock. Draft season. And we would like to introduce you guys to something we would like to keep going for however long we're doing this podcast. 
JB is going to drop his mock draft. And I've seen it already. It looks pretty damn good, man. So the combine's going on. I have not looked at the combine results yet because I want to make this my pre-combine draft, okay? (laughs) Um, I'm going to do a post-combine draft. I'm going to do a post-free agency draft. And I'm going to do a... Another one just before the NFL draft. So we're gonna. I'm gonna go over the top ten here. We're gonna cut this up for the next couple episodes. Uh, some of these are pretty easy. Those of you guys that have been paying attention and know what's happening. So here we go. Let's get it started. The Cincinnati Bengals select Joe Burrow, quarterback, LSU. So what do you think about this, Dan? Bro, it's happening. Like, everybody yeah. in the world knows that this is happening. First of all, he's from Ohio. Yeah. He went to Ohio State initially. He transferred to LSU. This man reads defenses like it's a comic book. Yeah, bro. And the like, fact that he was in a pro-style offense in college really is going to help him, man. He has great decision-making. He doesn't have the strongest arm, but his mechanics are so solid. Yeah. He's about as can't miss as it can get. Once he is on the Bengals, I think with an improved Browns offense, we mm-hmm. then are going to have four great quarterbacks in, yeah. in the systems that they're in. Uh-huh. As long as things go the way they should in both the Ohio teams... With Ben Roethlisberger, Lamar Jackson, Bro, Baker Mayfield, and Joe Burrow. Crazy, it's going to be an amazing division, division to watch. Yeah, man. The Washington Redskins select Chase Young, edge rusher, Ohio State. So I say edge rusher instead of a defensive end or linebacker yeah. just because it depends on the scheme. Yeah. But Chase Young is the best prospect in this draft. Definitely. He is number one on my board. He is number one on your board. He is number one on our grandma's board. He is number one on everyone's boards. This guy is going to be a sack monster. Ron Rivera is salivating He's right a now. Perfect defensive mind. It's gonna be. It's gonna work perfectly, bro. There perfectly. is. This is a can't miss prospect here. I am so excited to watch him. With um with Montez Sweat on yeah, the other side, oh my beast. god, it's gonna be crazy. Hopefully it, it works out for for Washington because last year was trash for them. It was trash. At the very least, that front seven is gonna be a monster. Yeah, man. The Detroit Lions select Jeffrey Okuda, cornerback, Ohio State. So this guy is the best corner in a couple years now. He's a better prospect than both Denzel Ward and Marshawn Lattimore were coming out. Yeah, those are like some top corners in the league. It's because this guy, he tackles, he's physical at the line of scrimmage. He's not afraid to help out with the, the running defense. Like he does it all. There is no weak part of his game. I mean, obviously sky's the limit. He needs to improving everything but there's nothing that i look at and say it's glaring his hips are very fluid when he's going around he's very good at predicting the routes i think that probably is his best trait i just i can't gush over this guy enough yeah bro and i think this is a real solid pick because uh the lions it was just released like two three days ago that they're trying to shop around darius uh slay 
So they're going to need a corner to replace them. And I want to know what's in the water at Ohio State, bro. They keep producing these DBs. Like, it's crazy. They have so many good defensive backs in the league, man. Yeah, they they really they emphasize speed with physicality. And yeah. that just goes so great with these defensive backs. And, I mean, they... They're doing the right thing. I mean, the whole crew over there, they're they are raising these guys the right way yeah. when they get these high school kids in there. I I just, I love it. I think we're going to continue to see this happening. This is going to be DBU. Yes, sir. The New York Giants select Jedrick Wills, offensive tackle, Alabama. Let me tell you, this guy is a mauler. This guy is not the reason Tua got hurt. Okay, <laughs> he is. He's getting these edge rushers, all these guys coming off that left end, and he is keeping them on there. But he is keeping them, you know, away from the quarterback, whatever it calls for. And you know what? It can improve his run game. Uh, his run game, but he he can push him back. He yeah. can push him back. He can open up holes. I think that is going to have to improve, but he is he's not going to be a liability. Yeah, man. This all. it's three things that the Crimson Tide that they they breed. They breed linebackers, they breed running backs, they breed O-linemen, man. Those are the workhorses of that team that yeah. make those teams go around. So, it's going to be a definitely a good pick. It's going to help Saquon. It's going to help Daniel Jones. So the Giants, they're they're doing good. Is this a Odell? No, this is their pick, right? This isn't from yeah. Odell Trader. No, 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 no. no. All that's pick. all done with. That's oh, all done yeah, with now. Sure, sure. Uh, so the Giants, it was tough because they do have a few holes, but offensive tackle is going to solve a lot of their offensive woes yeah. for this next season. And with a young quarterback, you need that. So this is it has to be the pick. The Miami Dolphins, as long as there's no trades, <laughs> select Tua Tagovailoa, 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 <laughs> quarterback, Alabama. Man, I butchered that. We just call him Tua, man. I think it's like Tunga Vailoa. I don't know. It's something. No, weird. it's Tag Tagov. I think it's Tagovailoa. I think that's what it is. Hey Tua, I'm gonna call you Tua. 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 <laughs> so that's the pick. So I think I okay. So I think at uh, pick number three, where the Detroit Lions are, I think there's going to be a trade there. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to either be the Dolphins, the Chargers, or the Panthers trading up to three. It's going to depend whoever gives the best the best package. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised to see the Panthers uh, put Cam in the package Yo. for that. Ooh. Ooh. Ew, I wouldn't want to see Cam in Detroit, though. I know. I'm oh. just saying, though. I feel you. Yeah, I could. Because uh, they're literally splitting up the team. Yeah, because like, yeah. so there's there's I talk of Detroit Lions uh, wanting to move on from Stafford because of his injuries, so yeah. they might want Cam. Um, but it could be the Chargers, too. But it's going to have to be several picks. Yeah. Even though it's only a few spots, it's going to have to be several picks. But if it ends up being the Dolphins that get to it, they, they have three first-round picks this year. On top of some some of these young players that we never heard of that kind of came on this past year, yeah. so I think we're gonna see a really pretty decent team that, this sure. next season. 
especially with uh, Brian Flores, the head coach, yeah. doing an amazing job. But they get Tua, and then later on we'll go over who else I think they're going to get. I think their offense is going to be pretty set if they yeah. if they stick with offensive picks. Yeah, and I really I'm praying that Tua stays healthy, man. I don't want him to get hurt. He he literally like laid his whole body on the line for Alabama, so I, I really hope he stays healthy. Yeah. He can help the Dolphins, man, because that's really what they need. Josh Rosen, he's had probably like the worst luck of anybody in the league, but I mean he's not their guy. So let's go Tua. The Los Angeles Chargers select Justin Herbert, quarterback, Oregon. <laughs> I know you're a little disappointed with yeah, this. Yeah, I want us to get to it. But let me tell you, he's not a bad consolation prize. He's really not. I know a lot of people, they kind of they think he's boring just because we had Burrow and yeah. Tua kind of really lighting it up this year. But this guy... The offense wasn't doing him very, very many favors. They were doing a lot of jet sweeps. Yeah, they were doing a, strong arm, a lot of option runs. Yeah. Um, but he's he can read defense as well. He played in a pro style offense, and he's been around. He just he's a senior, so he just had a lot of yeah. experience. And historically, that translates well into exactly. NFL, especially exactly. when the player's young. Uh, the Chargers aren't a bad team. That record, it, it's not who they are. It exactly. really isn't. If they stay healthy, and if Justin Herbert, if he can kind of be decent, yeah, oh, yeah. we're looking at a 10-win team. I'm telling you, the defense is there. They're stacked. Offensive yes. weapons are stacked, but we just need a quarterback that can lead us there. A quarterback, and then you know they'll have to get with free agency in that second, third round. They'll have to fill out that offensive yeah, line. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. Uh but yeah, so I think Justin Herbert is actually going to be a really good pick. It's one of those ones he's probably going to get booed on draft day by the <laughs> fan base. But he, yeah. at the end of the day, they're going to love him. The Carolina Panthers select Derek Brown, defensive tackle, Auburn. This guy is good. Let me tell you, this guy gets at it. He pressures right up the middle. Now, I mean, he's not hes not going to be that, you know, 12 sack kind of defensive tackle. Yeah. But when you see that stat that's starting to pop up of sacks created, yeah. he's going to be up there. He's going to be, I could see him top 10 in the league in that stat because he puts that pressure that's going to make mistakes. We're going to see quarterbacks trying to run out of the pocket early and just run right into those edge rushers. True, true. I feel you on this pick. I'd like if the Panthers don't select a um a quarterback. I was honestly thinking they was gonna go get their quarterback on the other side of the field, a um a middle linebacker like Dylan Moses from Alabama or something. They like I don't know. There's so many holes in Carolina, bro. I don't. Well, I don't know. yeah, I was thinking about someone, uh, you know, to to step up at linebacker there. Yeah, uh, the so pick much. would be Isaiah Simmons. There, he he's the best linebacker we've had. Uh, in a couple years, mm-hmm. um, prospect-wise, but I, I just I feel like with uh, with they have there's two of their starting defensive tackles are set to leave a free agency. Oh God! I think they're gonna resign one of them. I don't know who, but they're gonna have as long as they're staying on the four three. They're gonna have a hole. That hole needs to be filled. 
They're just in full rebuild mode, man, and I don't like it. Yeah, it's it is what it is. Honestly, if they don't trade up for a quarterback, I see them trading down to gather more picks. That is probably the smart move. Um, but we'll see how things end up. It's really a lot is predicated on trades, yeah, especially man. in the top ten. The Arizona Cardinals select. C.D. Lamb, wide receiver, Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Kyler Murray's former buddy, former yeah. teammate, is now his future teammate here. I think with in Cliff Kingsbury offense, this is going to be a dangerous, yeah. dangerous pick. Bro, he Kyler is... Murray, C.D. Lamb, and then Drake in the oh backfield. Oh my gosh, man. But then they got what Christian Kirk, man. He a beast too. Yeah. Oh, it's he's just, coming on. Yeah, man. bro. And it's just like they like CD Lamb. He he has great hands. He can run his routes and everything. But really impresses me about him is his run after catch, bro. He breaks tackles. Like he can take a, a three yard slant to the house and it'll be an eighty yard touchdown. So this would definitely be good. Him and Kyler will already have that chemistry. This is like a, a shoe fit right here. Perfect fit. And the kind of offense that Cliff runs is the same kind of offense that Kyler and that CD ran in, at Oklahoma. So perfectly. It's like a glove. It, whereas I personally think that Jerry Judy is the better wide receiver prospect. Uh-huh. For Arizona, if they're going to pick a wide receiver, this is the best wide receiver this to pick. This is You yes. want to get Lamb. The Jacksonville Jaguars select Isaiah Simmons, linebacker, Clemson. Let me tell you, this guy's all over the field, east to west. This guy's a ball hawk. He's going to go after it. He's going to get down and dirty. He's going to call plays at the line of scrimmage like your boy in Carolina used to do. He is going to do everything that Jacksonville needs and more. He is going to be the quarterback of the defense. Yeah, man. A linebacker that can move east to west quickly, like that's like that lateral quickness is such an important part of being a linebacker. You got to be able to get to the sidelines. I mean, you got to pick the right hole and explode through it, man. So that'll definitely be a good pick. Jacksonville, they, they need that help. But the thing, I just want to say one more thing about him. The thing that is most impressive about him, he can shed blocks. And as long as that translates to the NFL, that is going to make him, you know, the next couple of years, a top five linebacker. Yay. Just doing that by itself. Yeah, man. My Cleveland Browns select Mackie Becton, offensive tackle, Louisville. This guy is a beast. I don't know he anything knocks, about him. He knocks people on their ass yeah. game after game after game. He is a plug and forget about it. You put him into left tackle, yeah. you forget about it, you worry about the rest of that offensive line. Okay, you don't even worry about that left tackle anymore. Maybe that will stop Baker from rolling out so much. So there's a couple of things that went into that. A lot of it was the offense that Freddie Kitchens was running was a 
hold the ball, let the routes develop. Mm-hmm. Whereas uh, Stefanski's offense is more of a play action, RPO, get the ball out quickly. That's perfect. That is you what that. that is what Freddie was doing when he was the offensive coordinator. I don't know why he changed it, but he did. That's I think perfect. there's a there's a lot of factors that goes into it, but having this blindside blocker here go up against the likes of TJ Watt, yeah. go up against, you know, whoever it is week to week, it's going to help and also it's he's going to he's going to put these big huge holes that your grandma can walk through <laughs> for Nick Chubb and for Kareem Hunt as well and so they can just walk through, they can jog through. They can sit down for a minute, get a, get a nice little uh, get a hit of water, or Gatorade, yeah, and then you know stand back up and then go through. <laughs> so I mean, this is that kind of guy. He's that kind of tackle. Uh, he's better than any of the tackles last year, and he's a second tackle off the board this year. JB, I like it, man. You have a really good mock draft. I'm excited to see the next ten, man. Yeah, so we're gonna go over that next week. I, you know. We've got a lot of good things. The Jets are at 11, and man, you're looking at it right now, dude. Yeah. We have a pick. Yeah. I'm so excited. Like and welcome to the social corner, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome. So we are, we have another truly hard seltzer that we're sipping on. This is pineapple. So I bought two yeah. last week, so we're My doing the second of the two. I got a little bit left here, but I'm about to chug this. It, what do you think about it? It's pretty good. I, I want to mix with, this with something. That's yeah. what I want to do this whole time I'm drinking it. I feel like it, I, I would definitely like to mix it with something. I feel like it needs a little bit more flavor, but hey, it's, it's seltzer, yeah. so you know, seltzer. Yeah, they, so they do tend to be a little light on flavor, but you know what? I bet mixing this with some um, with some mimosas, Ooh. put this with uh, some champagne, some OJ. Ooh. Oh, I bet that'd be good. Wow. That, that would, yeah, like that, like pineapple orange. That's right. Yeah, bro. JB's like mixes brings all the girls to the yard. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, next time, next time you and your fiance are going out to brunch, you pull this out with some mimosas. Right, You're gonna I, be sad. I take you on it. All right. So what are we listening to, bro? We listening to my boy Roddy Rich, man. Everybody knows who Roddy Rich is. He's blowing up in the music scene. Shouts out to him. Big down shout out to Taylor Swift because she did some dirty thing trying to promote. Like, he's beating her uh, for the number one album. And she tried to go on Instagram and tell all the fans to vote for her album or go listen to it. Hurry up and go stream it. He's doing all these streams without promoting by himself and everything. So, shout out to him. The song is called Backseat featuring Ty Dolla man. Dope song, bro. Dope song. Okay. So, that's what we got here. So, we are... Pro Roddy Rich on this <laughs> yeah. on this program, I, I'm I'm down with saying that we are not going to be supporting Taylor Swift uh, here. <laughs> yeah, Taylor, we don't like you. That's right. So that is all we have next week. We we've got picks 11 through 20 in my mock draft. Uh, we're gonna have more NBA action to talk about. Yeah, yeah. We got a lot of stuff that just keeps happening and happening. So stay tuned. Stay tuned. She wants a lean, she want the Gucci I ride with some harness on me, I got a blue cheek Pull up in a Jeep, I put it on for a G I want your body, give me this laptop on the front seat We gon' for an hour, then we gon' move to the back seat When you give me